0: Hey Jonesy, where the hell have you been? Oh, I can't believe it's the season again. Only about um, two days ago, we were in our downtown Auckland studios with Jock McFrock on the lion's turn. What happened to the summer? All the summer, it, 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 there was no sun. It was all sunny when we were away. Now it's rugby season again. I can't believe it.
1: But It's nice to see Arthur again, isn't it?
0: Well, Arthur, yeah. Well, Arthur had a magnificent innings on the cricket field yesterday. Which just goes We're going to show. talk about that later. Okay, but it just goes to show, it's still the summer in my head, really. So well, you're not ready to go yet? No, I'm not ready to go at all. Hmm. Do you know the,
1: the uh, law changes? I knew the old ones. Okay, well... but No, I, I do know the law changes, yeah. yeah very do, good. Yeah. And um, Adam's here as well. Adam, what have you been doing this summer?
2: Well, I was uh, working very hard in Argentina, um, in mostly the sun, where... Uh, I think Eddie Jones got what he wanted out of that tour.
1: went on a holiday with Eddie, did you? I went on holiday with Eddie, yeah. We even had a beer together. Hello, and welcome back to The Ruck. We are back. This is Series 2. Uh, at the time we've been away, the New Zealand Black Ferns won a brilliant Women's World Cup. Johnny May jumped ship from Gloucester. South African teams joined what was the Pro 12. The Pro 12 doesn't exist anymore. And most topically... Alex Lowe literally hit the RFU for six. Uh, so this is a, an emotional band is back together type of podcast. Um, I'm Owen Slot, reunited from the long Pinot Noir New Zealand nights with Steve Jones and Alex Lowe, and uh, as you heard from um, uh, New Zealand, Adam Hathaway, known by some uh, uh, by his podcast handle Dog Man. <laughs> <laughs> For the uninitiated, Adam is one of the rugby world's most illustrious greyhound owners. Maybe the top greyhound owner in rugby? Um, I should say, I wouldn't be far off, but they're not running that, that
2: well at the moment. Why? No, no tips Tips for the week? Well, no, Maura has been in, had more fizzy than Binny polo this summer. So she's um, she's struggling, although Rascal did win last week.
1: OK, so you tip Rascal ahead of Saracens at Bath then, would you? Um no, I think Saracen's got more chances than Rascal.
2: He's up a grade this week.
1: Um seriously, Adam, uh, in our Argentina, what um uh, what struck you most about um about the New England team, the New England boys, there was there, there was a lot of very fresh faces who um uh when Eddie announced that squad it was um quite widely criticised, wasn't it? I, I think Eddie sort of came out ahead on quite a lot of those calls.
2: Yeah, there was a lot of um <coughs> sort of worry about people like Dan Robson not making it. Um However, I think he in hindsight, I think he might have got it right. I think we slaughtered him on here, on here didn't we? In uh, May when he announced it, but... He yeah, got, I remember there were some strong opinions <clears throat> voiced. I mean, he, he gave it, um, caps to 11 new players, but what was quite striking was how the senior players carried it, really.
3: How many of those new players are going to kick on, do you think?
2: <clears throat> well, Eddie reckons six. He's got six for the World Cup out of it.
0: Sorry, I, I'm terribly sorry. When you say, I think you've condemned the whole thing there, Jack. It's 11 new players capped. It was, if it's an international rugby tour, uh, a top tier one team against another top tier one team, it is not something where you breed kids. And England missed a massive chance there. You can always bring the under 16s in another time. They missed a massive chance to give people who'd earned the right to have that England jersey the right to a tour and the right to a cap against a really poor side. And that was passed up. And I think he tore the heart out of the squad by not taking the next in line in every position.
2: So do you, do you think that that's it for people like Robson?
0: Well, it, it, of course not. I mean, you know, we're talking about a guy who scored four tries on Saturday. Mm. I mean, how embarrassing does that look that they didn't take him to Argentina? Uh, sorry. Uh, you know, I mean, Eddie goes down... Uh, highways and byways, often very successfully, but that England tour to me—I'm sorry, I mean—I'm sure the uh, a short was enjoyable, but that England tour to me was just a complete waste of space. I'm—I
1: so, I was with you before it started, um, Jonesy, but uh, I, I think as Adam says, he got—he got. He got a fair amount out of it that he wanted, as in he identified some players who were further back in the queue he wouldn't have seen otherwise.
0: What about the people who weren't further back in the queue that you'd like to have seen? Would you not like to have seen Dan Robson to work at him, work with him at close quarters? Well,
1: yeah, yeah I, I can't answer uniformly because Robson was the guy is was the guy at the time. I said who was uh, was most hard done by, and his response on um, on Saturday, uh, as you said, four tries against Sale fairly proved his point that he could have done much more, more to do so. But, uh, Adam, so so from that tour, you said they reckon they got six. That's what he said. Obviously, he wouldn't name them. Um, Just thinking of the ones
2: who shown. I mean, Mark Wilson was good. Underhill, they've obviously got their their own.
1: The two young sevens, Underhill and Tom Curry.
2: Yeah. um, I mean, interestingly, Eddie did say he was going to leave Curry out of the second test, even if he hadn't been bashed up. Um, They obviously like Underhill. He talked up Charlie Eales at every turn and Harry Williams as well.
1: Did he? He, re- he, I understand he really liked the um, Saracens, the young Saracens lock Nick Izquier,
2: Izquier, e- yeah, who actually came on for the last two minutes of the first test, called a line out to himself and won it. Which well, I, don't says about, I don't know what that says about the other line out callers who were on the pitch, but there you go, the 19-year-old's well, doing that.
3: Sorry, Jones is uh, still striking, no, shaking, shaking his head. head
0: totally. Look, it, the England jersey is for the best fifteen or twenty three players in the England team. Not not for the future. Not for the World Cup. For this this season. You take Don Armand. What must he feel? He's been the outstanding six in English rugby for three years. Better than anyone who's played for England. Didn't even get a, didn't even get a, a, a cooey from Eddie. I just think I just think it's wrong
1: out in the clubs there are players who are, who are thinking that as in, as in if I prove myself week in week out and I don't get noticed what more what, what more do I have to do but I'd, I would also say if Eddie Jones is England and, and, and like it or not I don't think there's ever been a um, uh, a rugby team that has been so planned around one four year campaign as this lot I mean it, it, he says it all the time, doesn't he? This is all about 2019, and he'll tell you what day the final is, and it's engraved on his <coughs> mind, etc., etc. And, and and that's that's why he's done it. He's made made decisions on people already.
0: Well, it, 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 f- fine, but it's a good job that actually they've got a really weak fixture list in the autumn, and that generally the world of rugby, apart from the Lions and New Zealand, mm-hmm. is rubbish. Australia can be beat by by my grandmother, South Africa are struggling, and the Six Nations undercard is rubbish as well. So uh, it's a
1: great time to field your third team, I have to admit. It's kind of traditional um, in sport to to talk about how the season's going to unfold before it even starts, but we've decided to it slightly differently and do it one one weekend in, (laughs) um, in, in here. There were 50 tries in the six games over the weekend. A, a, a lot of excitement. Um, uh, is, does, does How much does this reflect the, the, the changing nature of the game? New Zealand have, have um, uh, conceded nine tries themselves in the last two internationals against the um, Australian team that Steve was just so complimentary about. Uh, it, what, 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 just generally before we talk about the, each particular club, What do you think, guys, about about that? Was it just a one-off in in the sun with some slightly adapted rule changes or or has has the game started to lurch in a a slightly more super rugby direction?
2: Well, I I think the new laws have probably got something to do with it, as has the the sun and the sort of firm grounds. There's some pretty poor defence at the weekend as well. Maybe that's just lack of organisation, playing rubbish teams in pre-season or whatever, I don't know, but... I found myself pining for a good old-fashioned 3-0, to be honest.
3: I think that the, the mark was laid last season, the, the success that Wasps had, that, that um, Exeter had in, in playing kind of a style of rugby based on, on, on going out there to score tries rather than, than stop them. I think that is, has filtered through to other teams. I think the way that Leicester are trying to set up, when they've got that bat line, obviously it didn't quite fire at the weekend. But Bath um, Bath did. I think I, I think that just the the way that those two teams found some success last season in playing attacking rugby is uh, is rubbing off on on some of the other teams. The conditions obviously helped. Um, the, the lack of defensive organisation certainly helped, and the laws are have made a difference. It's, it's easier for the attacking team to retain quick ball. It's harder for the tackler to to slow it down. Harder harder to, to disrupt it at the breakdown. Um, and the scrum is less of a contest now makes it much easier for the team with the ball So
1: it's one hell of a statement from Leicester isn't it to, to so clearly redesign the way they want to play the game after years of, of having the Leicester way
0: I don't think they are I, you don't? I, oh, I don't think they should I mean Look, you've got they've got a great set of backs. Now they're all available again. I think Timur will eventually make a difference. But it looked to me Owen as if they still were caught between about six stools on when they played on uh, against Bath on Sunday. Uh, uh, this thing about the way to play. Um, first of all, I'm, I'm I enjoyed the weekend's rugby very much. Very very worried about it though because um at some stage you've got to go take the ball into a driving mall you've got to have a good scrummage if you don't need either of those anymore then you're really on the verge of super rugby basketball and too much of it was like that um and wasps you know fair enough if Wasps are going to score eight tries and concede six every week it's going to be very exciting but in the end they're not going to win anything some of the defending was rank it was awful and um i i just slightly let's see how it goes when it starts pouring with rain but I was really happy with uh, the spectacle, not so happy as like Adam said, not so happy deep inside about what was happening with the game on Saturday on and Sunday and Friday
3: I think as the season goes on that you know conditions will change the driving malls and that that, start, <coughs> that element of the game will have to come in and teams will have to rely on that what what I'm really interested in is as you just mentioned there teams with strong scrums when well, you don't you almost don't need one anymore because you can you can feed the ball straight into your hooker, who can, and then your number eight can pick it up from the feet mm. of the second rows. It's it's not far off a rugby league style restart, rather than a, a well it's, it's basically not a competition for the ball.
0: Absolutely, Arthur, to- totally agree, totally agree. And everything they do to try and make it more of a more of a contest, it becomes less of a contest. Yeah. Mm. Totally agree. And you know, you might as well have a joke rugby league scrum where people just bend their heads and then they all wander off. You and I, you and I could have scrummaged. Oh, sorry, you could have scrummaged. <laughs> could have a prop. Well, you could have scrummaged on, on 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 the weekend in
2: any of those scrums. Yeah. Does that Does that mean that tight head props will no longer be the big dog earners in the in the squad?
0: Oh, pro, uh, almost certainly. Yeah. And the only reason you need one, if you've got you you have seven namby pamby forwards, so you need one to, to to keep the scrum there. But apart from that, you know, you, you can forget it. So look, let's not be too down. I am up for the season, knowing that he's only joking. when I said it wasn't, but. Um, th- th- let's see how it goes, because um, let's hope that New Zealand haven't dictated the way everyone should play. And let's be fair, we should have learned a lesson, because Warren Gatland and the Lions found another way to play. They found the way to shut New Zealand down. So it is not all basketball, rugby. There's another, different
1: ways to do it, and long may they thrive. Just The th- thing that that confused me, or I think they may- might have got wrong slightly on the screen, on the scrum laws, and, and tell me if I've misinterpreted this, Alex, because that's obviously your speciality. <laughs> <laughs> um, in in previous seasons, the, t- the sides with a with a really good scrum would hold the ball in there and effectively take the legs and, and the energy out of the opposition with a long scrum. And, and my understanding is that they that they're, they're discouraging that now because they want you to play the ball quicker.
3: Yeah, that's right. So the team the hooker. Well, actually, any member of the front row, but realistically, the hooker now has to hook the ball. Yeah, they can all hook it. So they can't. What you can't now do is is feed the ball into the tunnel, and drive the opposition back over it, and then and either scrum for a penalty or drive them back so that it's the ball then is at your number eight's feet, and you can play off that. You, you now have to hook <coughs> the ball back, and there were element. There were times over the weekend where. The ball's hooked backwards at the feet of the of the second row, and you could hear the referee instructing the number eight to use it. So does their number eight actually? have I mean, I know the you know, number eight can now use it, which in times when your scrum's going slightly backwards, you
1: think, well, that's a, a good a good form of escape. Fallotau had to do that a bit in the Lions, didn't he? Yeah,
3: I, but, they don't have to, but there's obviously an encouragement to if if the ball is a bit stuck or if you're not driving clearly driving forward. I think the referees are encouraging the number eights to to dig in there and, and get it out and get the game moving, which as we were just saying it basically discourages you can no longer just leave the ball in the tunnel and drive over so therefore you don't need necessarily a dominant forward it, pack it, and then it, and you can't unless the ball's at the number eight's feet and you're driving forward Well, then that, it seems like the referee wants yet, to yet play
0: yet again it's the law of unintended consequences whenever rugby passes a law it always has the opposite effect now Alex is quite right what they didn't want is the ball just stuck there between the two front rows and no one playing it and the, the ball it was like a joke the ball was in there for ages but you can still legally get the ball to the back of the scrum and drive it. And the referees are now hurrying people along saying, play the ball, play the ball. You don't have to if it's at the number eight's feet. Then it can be there for two hours if you want it to be.
3: There's no law against it whatsoever. But Maybe it's because I'm played in that position. But there were times last season when you had two really good packs. The ball was sitting in the, in the tunnel. And I found that 20 seconds... Thrilling, like compelling. I completely agree. The tension of, you know, what is, yeah, how is this going, who's going to of them's going to go, aren't they? Yeah. yeah, exactly. I love that. And, you know, you, you waste so much time on scrum resets, etc. But actually, that 20 seconds can be some of the most thrilling because you just don't know what's going to happen. Yep. And, you, and you, can, you understand the forces and the, the pressure and the, the stress and the strain that those players are going through to, to nudge the other one back. Couple of inches to get on the on the, get the momentum and win that ball and, and to remove that is just is a shame. Particularly as it then, as you said, Jonesy, unintended consequences means we just end up feeding it straight almost straight to the number eight now.
1: Hmm. Well, let's just agree that, that that we as the ruck will be keeping a very very firm eye on this over the next few weeks. Um, but but it's, it's something we'll have to we'll have to keep, keep to to watch closely because I think it is it's very very important indeed. Listen, I, I did a really um really good intro earlier, which it didn't really quite hit for six because Oh go on, we, read it now. We, go no, on. no 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 I thought it went all right, but, okay. but but what I did was I introduced Alex hitting the RFU for six. We didn't actually talk about what he did. So so the the, the big result of the that hasn't really been publicised yet is a, a a cricket match yesterday between the RFU and the rugby writers and for the first time in is it was it in history?
3: I think it's certainly the first time no, since I've played in it. First Just time in in, <coughs> in well, it a long time in the lifetime
1: <coughs> of any of your greyhounds, uh, havers. Yeah, definitely. Okay, for the first time, the rugby writers won, and we thought convincingly. And one of the. Um, uh, one of the many highlights was Alex um, hitting Paul Gustard's uh, bowling for six. <laughs>
3: <laughs> did you, what, what was the what, what was you? How many runs, Alex? And uh, wow! And how many but, awards did you win? I was only I only got twenty nine because we were retiring on thirty, and um, I was under orders to hit my last one for six. and I was caught on the boundary, but I hit a few others. Um, yeah, it's a kind of great pleasure. In- creaming the, the best of the RFU yeah, exactly. into the pavilion at the Richmond Cricket Club. Jonesy, um, your bowling was,
1: um, was, was very highly and reviewed. And no? oh.
3: One-handed diving. Oh, he's got the his covers. head in his hands
1: I now.
0: Bo- I had a nightmare lads. I
3: was carted
0: round the field. I Alex, I, the
1: field. I actually missed his overs. Was, was he just been modest here? He's been oh, No, he was, on, he was on the money from I ball one. Mayor. The umpiring was shocking. <laughs> sorry, sorry,
0: <laughs> happens. Um the, the other good thing was after the game, in true fashion, um, we were fairly friendly with ...RFU during the game, but after the game, in the post-match period, none of us spoke to the end of the <laughs> and none of the opposition spoke to us, so I think that we kept the honours were, were even off the field.
3: If I'm feeling, if I'm sounding a bit croaky today, my reward for my innings was, a, was to down a pint, which was spiked with chilli vodka. <laughs> so I got half, there's a video, I got halfway down it, and suddenly my face nearly exploded. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that's why I'm here with coffee, coke and everything else to keep me going. Sweat running down your brow. (laughs) Okay, part
1: two of the Ruck. We're going to um, talk about the new season, uh, who we think is going to win, who's going to struggle, who's going to improve, who's uh, brought in the best new players, how is George Ford going to transform that uh, Leicester back line, etc, etc. We're going to go for the top. Uh, Alex is going to take us um, uh, through his predictions Interesting, I think we, we discussed this just now And, and um, as as we do, we all sort of had our rough predictions And some went in the papers uh, before the season actually started One weekend in, you're kind of totally befuddled in some parts of the league With with, with certain teams making a real impression and, and others not Alex, go from the top and, and see if you really surprise us
3: do we go one by one, or yeah? We...
1: Let's let's just start with. Uh, oh, with well, so,
3: I mean, uh, Saracens finish top and and win the title at uh, Twickenham. Fairly obvious prediction, but
1: it's the season over. Is anyone going to disagree?
0: No, the, the, they had what six or seven players out. Yeah, they 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 came as if they were already at sort of spring. Uh, intensity whereas Northampton tried to ease their way into the season I thought Saracens were marvellous I thought Barrington and Cock up front were uh, uh, sensational and whatever double sensational is uh, shelf Brits was that
2: yeah. Yeah, I've, I've been to Saracens a couple of times in pre-season and they are still absolutely spewing about losing the Premiership last year, that match in, um, against Exeter which they lost in the last minute <coughs> um, and there seems to be a real determination to put it right and probably win Europe as well
3: We said last season. I don't think they would, they would fear being away in a semi-final. But as you say, they don't. It's a statement. Yeah, exactly. They want they want to dominate the season. They want to be the the driving force. Do you think that
1: the the way they they'll do it differently this year is to ensure that they don't struggle for first and second, uh, pick up more bonus points, Uh, so. I mean, that, that was their problem, wasn't it? They had, to, they had to beat Wasps in the last regular game of the season and, that, and they'd just played in the European final, etc., etc. So it's just slightly timed it wrong. If they got one more win or a couple more bonus points in the bag before that, then they'd have had the home semi-final and, and, and who knows.
3: Yeah, well, definitely. And, and talk about recruitment. They have, they've recruited in the way that Saracens have done brilliantly in, in recent years. They, they've, they've just added high-quality depth to their squad. You know, players who, who've lost their way, sort of like Callum Clark, kind of two years out of the game. Yep. He's a quality, quality addition. And so they've got, the, they've got a greater depth. They'll lose players to internationals, but they've got a greater depth to get those bonus points and, and get, get those wins, Slotty, that you talked about, to, to secure that top two finish, mm. and I'm sure they'll finish top.
2: That's what cost them last year. Is during the, um, when, they, when their big guns were away with England, they had poor results against Worcester and Gloucester, and that's what counted against them. Mm. But I think, they've, as Arthur says, they've recruited... Sort of second tier of players very well this summer, so that when the big guns are away, they can probably cope with it a bit better.
3: Alex, have you got in two? Uh, well, I think that's interesting. i got top my top five is the same as before the first round. Um, Go on man, run and run through that. that then. Well, I went for Saracens, Wasps, Leicester, Exeter, Bath. Um, the way Bath played it makes me wonder whether they might finish higher than fifth as I had them. Um, I think they've certainly mounted a real strong case to get in the top four, but I, I had Wasps, Leicester. Exeter, Bath. Um, I think Leicester, will, who finished fourth last year, will certainly improve on that. Despite what we saw on on the weekend, um, Wasps, as Jonesy said, they, they they score tries, they they do concede them, but um, I think they will kick on a bit as well. So yeah, that that be that's the top five the order I think I, I, I'd be open to debate but I think there, I can't see anyone else getting in the top five I
0: I, I read on uh, a paper on Monday morning uh, criticism of Bath said they were um, I can't remember the paper now but criticism of Bath <laughs> uh, or the journalist we, we all know where this is going right, on Steve. <laughs> uh, well, I read in the times they were really lucky fortuitous and good old Leicester most grossly hard done by etc I thought Bath um, uh, were full value actually Uh, I thought they were horrendously badly done by with the yellow cards, but let's not get there. But I thought their pack were better conclusively. And uh, don't forget, they were held up over the line three times. And then Anthony Watson was almost clear, but couldn't quite grab the ball. So I I thought Bath were vastly impressive. And they've gone up from seventh to to fifth in in,
1: in my team, uh, in my final rankings. I thought they were excellent the um the newspaper in question was the times and the journalist was me oh, so i yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For, forgot to finish that off i i thought bath that they were they made so many mistakes in that first half and then the the game changed uh, in in a really rapid period of 8 minutes when um Les conceded those three tries from that point bath were able to defend it and i thought the bath defence when i reread my match report i i would concede that i didn't do pay enough justice to the bath defence or that their defence was very good I don't. Uh, I don't think. Well, I don't think, Le- think, Le- think Leicester were particularly good either. I just thought it looked like a, a, no, no, an no. opening day of the season where both. Te- I think both teams potentially. I've actually got Leicester still in fifth, but I, I, I could so easily be wrong on that. I think both teams could could do really really well. Either team could actually actually win it. It was the f- first game of the season when they were making a lot of errors.
3: I think there are for me. You can divide the league into three chunks. Um, so in in one sense. It's not that competitive because I don't think I can't see any, any other clubs breaking into that top five. But I think the, the jostling for position in that top five could be really interesting. I think the, the middle chunk of teams is the same. You could have for, from sixth down to tenth. I've got at the moment I've I noted down Gloucester, Northampton, Newcastle, Harlequin, Sale. But then as I read it, I think well, that's a bit harsh on Sale because I think they'll, they'll improve. I think they've recruited really well. Newcastle. They played Worcester, who I think are in all sorts of um, difficulties. But I, I could I could certainly see them finishing higher, you know, sixth or seventh. Definitely Northampton, if they carry on playing the way they did at Twickenham, they'll be they'll be struggling all year. So I think that that middle chunk is is a really hard one to predict because it, it will be you know, if Gloucester can carry on playing the way they played in that opening game, the the quality wasn't wasn't the greatest. It felt like a Quality-wise, felt like an opening round of the season, and yet the drama and the spirit and the grit and the fight that Gloucester showed, um, the kind of tough underbelly, which they haven't had before, uh, would suggest I, I, that I, they're I,
0: really on the right. I, 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 I tell you what, I need to see more because Gloucester, I just do not see Gloucester winning away at sarreys Leicester, Exeter, Wasp, Bath, Sale, Newcastle. I, I mean, I think, think it was a great win, but I would take a lot of persuading it's going to be more than the one-off. Having said that, I mean, I think Sale have recruited well, and I'd really like to see them do well. And I think that when that Diamond gets them together, I think they're a good contender. So I've got Sale finishing above Gloucester.
1: Who, so it's Jonesy, who have you got in sixth then?
0: Uh, Sale. I've got Sale, and I've got Newcastle up there as well. I've got Gloucester and Quinns beneath them. Northampton, uh, Northampton. Sorry, between Sale and uh, Newcastle, actually. Right. I got Northampton, but sixth, somewhere like that. I mean, they cannot be ever as bad again, surely, as they were on the Saturday. Jack. <coughs>
2: well, I've got. Um, I think the battle for sixth and the final European spot might even be more interesting than what's going on at the top, if Saris keep going like they are. Um, I've actually got Newcastle at sixth. I think they've. Uh, wow. They've recruited well. Um, and they, will, and they don't lose players. They don't lose players. Mark Wilson was probably the nicest bloke on tour in Argentina. <laughs> what a great tourist he was. Um, I think they'll, they'll have a real crack this year. They, they've got Toby Flood back. They've got in, the French um, centre. So I think they can have a go.
3: I think it would be great for the Premiership if Gloucester could actually grasp the, the, the nettle and become a, a be force. Good. But yeah. I, I think it might be even better for the league if Newcastle and Sale were to be up there finishing sixth and seventh and challenging because... They're, they're two teams that have huge catchment area for the game if they can if they can build a, a force and I think I think Newcastle are starting to do that I think that's what one of the things that really attracted Toby Flood to go back there Yeah, he um, <coughs> he had offers to go elsewhere he could have stayed two more years in Toulouse um, but he he could see it wasn't a nostalgic move he could see what what Dean Richards is, is building there and he'll be a big player for them and you know I what? think it'd be great for the league if if, if there was a, yeah, a foothold, a real big foothold in 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 the north, Newcastle. and So,
0: the, do you know what? Um, I agree with you about Sale, but if there was a, if you got extra points for providing players for other clubs, Sale and Newcastle will be <laughs> top and all the time. <laughs> and the key to them is maybe not so much winning it, but keeping their players. And I totally agree. Geographical spread is lovely. I got the. Massive admiration for Newcastle and Sale because they've got none of the advantages of of some of these other teams, and uh, you know it, it's relatively easy being Gloucester, Exeter, and Leicester if you know what I mean. But it's difficult being Sale and Newcastle. I, I'd love to see them up there, really well. But but but, but also you know at the time when we're talking about the like the Pro Twelve, uh, Pro Fourteen mucking around with or not mucking around but Brigadier and South Africans and Super Rugby falling to bits let's be fair we're very very lucky to be to be covering this league because I still think anyone at the bottom could beat anyone at the top when playing at home it is incredibly competitive and fair play you know we are so lucky to, to be covering the Aviva Premiership we really are
3: I think on you the, um, the the transfer the sort of development of a transfer system is a whole other subject but one thing that the sailor doing to guard against losing players is giving them Five-year contracts. Now they're not. I, I believe it's sort of three years with an extra year, an extra year. Because if you're Tom Curry and you, s- you sign a five-year deal, you want to make sure that in five years' time, when you've wor- when you've earned 30 caps for England, you're being paid the market rate. So there are the kind of it, it's it's a staggered contract. But the point is that if 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 a big spending Bristol want to come in and get Tom Curry, they're gonna to have to spend a lot of money to get him out of sale. And and that's one of the ways that they're now trying to build. Build their club based around uh, a really exciting group of young players. But it's also a pledge, five to, the, contract, also a pledge
1: so. to those players. It's going to be worth you staying, but yeah. because yeah. there's a promise of what's of what's yet to come. Yeah,
3: and it's a pledge to the fans that this is what this is what you're going to buy into. If you come buy a season ticket for the next five years, you will see. Sam James Tom Curry yep. Ben Curry mm.
1: they're I going to be here I sort of think with, with Sale because they, they obviously are kind of relaunching with their new owner uh, Simon Orange maybe they're one season away from, from, from getting there two, two more decent additions I mean they'll have more time to recruit for next season so I think next season they might be really good but um, uh, they certain, certainly can compete I wouldn't be, I, they, I agree with you they won't get into the top 5 they could certainly get 6 but one one team we haven't we haven't really mentioned is a team that had uh, two lions props a lot of international players uh, haven't really hit the straps for for uh, four or five seasons it's, it's Quinns. is Quinns does anyone see Quinns sort of get, getting out of their their sort of seasonal underperformance no <clears throat> I mean if you look at their the list of the people they've brought in um
2: with the greatest respect to them, none of them really jump out and hit you between the eyes. So, um, I can see Queen's really struggling. I've got them down at 10th. 10th, yeah, I'll enjoy that. Any, any Anyone disagree? I wouldn't disagree with that, no. I, well,
0: i gonna I disagree with that because I have to go there in the next few weeks. But, um, I don't, I don't think they're going to be contenders, I, re, I really don't. I think that the, the, the sort of Danny Care, Nick Easter access they've now lost. Uh, very important to them. And one or two of the signings have not worked out. Obviously, you've got a new fly-half to come in, two new fly-halves to come in. I, I think we can read too much into the London Irish. I mean, God bless London Irish, it was brilliant. I think we can read too much into that game. But I don't see Quinns... I think Quinns will be... It'll be flat out to get anywhere near Europe, leave alone the top four.
1: So, So do do, th- do you think that Quinns, a, I, I'm sure you're going to disagree with this, Josie but a Quinns slightly where Northampton were a, a, a good team that that where the management is not quite clicking anymore uh, I, mean, the, I think I that's what my view of Quinns is, is the management isn't quite wrong the top, the top of the coaching
0: it's hard to say I mean the thing is when you know, Conroe Roche was an absolutely messianic figure there and it's no criticism of the others to say that you know they miss him and I think they do for the focus and all that John Kingston is obviously an excellent coach but different sort of figure some Sometimes you need a ranter and a ravist, you know, stuck in there and, 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 and looking in the eye and challenging you and challenging the media and the fans and everything and, 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 and staring mad-eyed at the camera on television. I, I think you need that in some clubs, you know, that's why um, Bath have Tabai Mattson to, 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 to uh, counteract Todd Blackadder. You know, and that's why Richard Cockrell will always be a, a, a mm. decent. Apart from his coaching, you need a you need a big figure, and I think somewhere the ranter
1: and the raver's gone from Quins. Mm. Okay, we'll get we'll look at the bottom. What's what's your view of the uh, of the bottom of the Premiership, Alex?
3: Um, well, before round one, I had Worcester bottom, London Irish to survive, and um, <laughs> you I haven't changed my mind. <laughs> you wouldn't change your mind after the <laughs> no, first weekend, would definitely you? Not. I just think Worcester are in a they've got you know what. I, the club's up for sale. They're certainly desperate for investment at the very least. Um, their big player, Ben Teo, has, has been injured. Uh, I'm not sure how quite how um, interested he is in, in Worcester, if I'm honest. He, he came well, over to play for England.
1: Him, there's a lot of talk of Ben Teo moving, isn't there? Almost yeah, Bar- every week. Bartha, yeah, yeah.
3: Barthold Day Keane. Um, Hugard's uh, a massive player for them, but he doesn't arrive until halfway through the season. Um, I think the clubs in a real difficult position, and London Irish, on the other hand, have come up with some momentum, which doesn't earn you anything in the Premiership. But I thought they started really well, and they have a host of very experienced internationals to to blend into that team. Some some star out wide. They've got they they reinforced their pack, which which is a must in the Premiership. And and I just feel that they they will have a stronger squad than Worcester by the time all their new arrivals. Blend into that
1: team. Start of the season. I had um, London Irish to to go down and, and Worcester to survive, and and uh, I think I got that epically wrong.
2: <laughs> yeah, I I in my newspaper on last Friday, I think I had uh, I definitely had London Irish go down and Worcester to uh, survive. I got that wrong as well, and also on the T O <laughs> thing, <laughs> we were at uh, Worcester at the end of last season, where they had quite a good game, and the Worcester fans were muttering that it was about time that he turned it in for them. Um, yep. So. And there's a, this other distraction of him, him possibly moving. I, I can just see them going into no, hey, listen, the Listen, never field. mind
0: about distraction. You want a barometer for rugby? A barometer for rugby is, unless it's going to go down the soccer route, which is shocking, Ben Teo was rescued. He, 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 he gave up playing for Ireland, and he wanted to come somewhere else. Worcester signed him. Wo- ben Teo should stick with Worcester till the last day of his contract. If he doesn't, it says something really bad about rugby. We're going down the, the, the route of Kyle Walker and all those guys. Not that I'm bitter about it, Judas. <laughs> um, ben Teo, it, 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 there's people like Sonny Bill Williams. Oh, so I'm off for another contract now. Oh, I might go back to league. My agent, I might go to American football. I might go to badminton. Ben Teo should stay at Worcester, earn his money, and play like an international player. Bath should leave him there. And when his contract ends, then he can go somewhere else.
1: Okay. Thanks, boys. Uh, we're going to have to wrap it up there. Join us on the Ruck. Uh, you can get us on iTunes. You can join the conversation with your opinions. Uh, look forward to seeing you again. Even
2: on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more.